Well, welcome to the first ever episode of See Differently, a podcast brought to you by the Royal Society for the Blind. I'm Richard Miller, and in this series, we will chat to some of the amazing people that make See Differently work and those who benefit from what they do. Now, today, we are pleased to be joined by Mick and Kristen. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good morning. Hello. Hello. You both look great. Not that we'd know on a podcast, but <laughs> audio medium. Um, I owned a shirt this morning. Just, just for this. So, so, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily we're doing a bit of video later, so it's not wasted. That's okay, then. Yeah. Now, um, firstly, Mick, uh, introduce yourself. So you're Mick, and uh, you've benefited from the Royal Society for the Blind. But first of all, I'd like to know why. What's um, what, what's your condition? Uh, so I've got uh, retinitis pigmentosa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the short version is sort of the your uh, your um, uh, retina sort of degrades over time right um, and unfortunately you'll end up uh, I'm legally blind now but you know the, with uh, over time will be um, you know the sight will go potentially completely sure we will see okay and w- and so when were you diagnosed with this uh, I was thinking about that it's probably about 10, 10 12 years ago now yeah, okay um, yes yeah, so I, was, I was, was in Sydney at the time and and was uh, trying to chase golf balls of all things and and or trying to see where they went the chasing's another thing completely of course right. Um, but uh, trying to trying to see where the golf balls went, and, and I just couldn't see where they were landing at the end. Yeah, okay. And uh, went into the optometrist, and they said, um, "Okay, well, we'll try you with this, you know, all the different glasses." And they said, "Oh, we'll give you a scan." Yep. And uh, fortunately, at that time, and the, they weren't that prevalent. This particular optom had a had a scanning machine, and he picked up an, an abnormality at the back of the eye. And about two two days later, I was in seeing an ophthalmologist. So, Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was it was very fortunate. Very yeah, fortunate. right. Um, so, but tell me, so the the period of time between sort of having full vision and not realizing there was any issues at all, up until going to the optometrist, what what, what how long did that take? Uh, look, that was quite that was quite gradual. Mm. Um, but that was yeah, I went through all sorts of other things in terms of you know, different sunglasses in the time. Yep. You know, thinking that it was, I didn't think anything more of it to be honest. Sure, it was just a, a degradation of, of eyes. I was getting older. Um, yeah, I wore glasses anyway. Sure, um, and then it just this particular thing just set it off, and and then sort of the alarm bells rang, started ringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kristen, what was your response at that time? Well, that was before we met. Oh, so, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So by the time we met, he had RP, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, it, it wasn't really an issue at the time. It mm. was it was well managed. He was seeing these eye doctors, and it wasn't nobody had told us. The extent of it at sure. that point. Yep. So initially it was okay. You've got an eye condition, but really that was that was before we knew. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thing we know now. Okay. And how do you go about Kristen living with this now? I think a big part of it, maybe five years ago, was when Mick acknowledged that mm. he had a disability. Yep. Um, and that really started things rolling. You know, that's when we got involved with the RSB yep. and we got uh, – knowing what you – know, we, we found out what was available to us in terms sure. of services. Mm. And I think it's oh, it's it's kind of a, just a work in progress. You mm. know, we, mm. we don't really know what's ahead mm. uh, in the extent of it, but we just manage it as it is, you know, yeah. as we go. Yeah, sure. No, well, I mean, you know, you, you have to live with these things and, and, and mm. make the best of them. So what services are you guys currently using RSB for? Um, a lot is probably mm. the answer. Yeah. Um, and look, the, the, the services have changed over time and probably that's the, the big thing that there's – to start with, it was um, – you know, came, came over to, to South Australia probably about 10 years ago, but yep. just 
then seeing the, the, the ophthalmologist over here, it was a suggestion, well, maybe you'd benefit. It's about eight years ago seeing the RSB. Yep. Um, and I didn't know what that was at the time. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I heard of Vision Australia, hadn't heard of RSB. Sure. But, but now um, yeah, RSB, is, you know, from South Australia point of view, is um, is fantastic. And it initially it was just an is- a consult yeah, yep. and saying, okay, what wanting to find out more about what the issue was and I wanted to find out what you know, RP really meant. Yes. And then that was sort of the start of the transition. Um, and, you know, initially it was the employment services. So okay. that was – I was I was working, working continued to work full-time, mm. but it was the the what's available to support me in my current in, – in, in my then right. employment. And so they helped me with that through their employment services. Okay. So it was more of an advisory thing at, at back then? To, yeah. to, to start with. And yep. it, was a, it was a fact-finding mission like sure. to find out. And then, you know, for me it was a great relief because you could actually start talking to people mm. – Who'd either experienced it or experiencing it, or, yep. or helping other people with it, and so that was the the big the big start of things. Really. Sure, yeah. Um, but then that then sort of over the last probably six or seven years, yeah, it's it's chopped and changed. After a while, after that initial point, I didn't probably see them for a couple of years, right? Um, because I, you know it was more work focused, and walking around the town and just doing things, I was still driving at that at that point. Yes. Um, from a normal life point of view, so everything's just sort of trundling along, and the degradation of the eyes wasn't a big issue. Mm-hmm, like it was, mm-hmm. it was happening, but it wasn't you know, front, yep. front of mind. Front of mind. Um, but then, probably yeah, four or five years ago, as Krista mentioned, you know, it was okay. There, there's more of a problem now. Sure. And that's when I started seeing them again. Mm. Um, and then, of course, NDIS rolled around, and, yes. and and they changed the focus of what they were, had to do from the, yep. the the way they run. That's the a bit of a minefield, well. isn't it? My God, you have no idea. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> it's a full-time job managing yeah. the NDIS. Yeah. It is my job. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a minefield. And, and, yeah. and it's, you know, I'm pretty um, computer literate, but navigating their systems and knowing where to go and what to do is so hard. Yeah. I don't know how a lot of people, you know, yeah. manage to do it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there ripping you off when, sure. as soon as they know you're on the NDIS. And, yeah, it really is something – it's a yeah. big piece of work to be managed. And has RSB helped you with that stuff? They haven't needed to. No. Uh, oh, sorry, no, that's not true. Um, we have a plan manager who yep. helped me initially. Um, the RSB has been fantastic. Yep. Certain people in there we go to for guidance in terms of, you know, this is some, uh, a support service that we need. How do we do that? How do we navigate that within yep. the NDIS? And then down the track, you know, once we start talking about a guide dog – the RSB will be pivotal in, in getting yeah. that through to Yeah, them. yeah, good. And that was my next question. Those beautiful puppies. Amazing. <laughs> they are great. beautiful. Um, yeah, and well, you, you, your heart melts looking at them, doesn't it? But totally. But, you know, they're, they're cute and they're gorgeous, but they also serve a purpose. Um, have you guys considered a guide dog? Is that something that you're looking at now, <laughs> an assistance dog? Uh, look, c- considering it's part of that journey, I yep. think it's probably the, the, the best part of putting it, the best way of putting it. Mm. Um it, it's been you know, five or six years ago. It was a consideration. You know, at some point, I might need it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, then through talking with the RSB and and, and sort of guide dogs, it, it's became more and more prevalent that I will need it. Yes. And I guess that that's a, a transition point in itself where you reach that that yep. that that, that uh, turning point, if you like, yes. where you need to do then recognize it. Um, and then we sort of went from the next part, which is okay. Well, how do we do this? Mm. And really, that's Chris and I have been looking at that for the last two or three years, um, just going, okay, well, how do we fit in with the family? Yeah. Right? And you know, we've got a, a crazy-ass dog that sort of just... just <laughs> what kind of dog do you got? 
Uh, Tilly, Tilly is an absolute delight. So don't yeah. get the wrong idea here. But um, <laughs> she's a, she's a, she's a sheep doodle. So um, she's a old English sheep dog. Right. And the the oodle mix. Yes. So a medium sized dog. Yeah. So you've got no issues with shedding hair and and sneezing. Not yet. <laughs> no, Not yet. But, but there are occasions where you know the the, the term batshit crazy comes in quite <laughs> quite quite, yeah. quite useful, bonkers. and I think it's, it's quite completely bonkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that sort of that's the first first five minutes when you meet her. Yes, and then, and then she calms down. Yeah. Then it calms down, and yeah. then, she, then she's otherwise a normal dog. But yeah. um, that, that's sort of the, the thing. So, so we're looking forward to a well-trained guide dog yeah, in comparison yeah. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And despite our best attempts to try and um, train Tilly, and there's been a few, few concerted attempts, we we are hoping that the the, the 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 guide dog may actually help. And and how it fits in with the household is is a real consideration that we've 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 been contemplating for a while. Yeah, and it's gone now to the the when, not the if, and, and yeah. that's really that's really it. I mean, there's silly, silly things like is the house big enough? Yeah, is, is the yard big enough? I should say. How do you how do you fit them together? Do they eat at the same time? Yeah, there, there's all these wonderful things that you have to think about. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a whole whole stack of logistics to consider. Yeah, Co- two dogs is yeah. you know very different from one, but you know you make it work. It's it's something we need, and lucky we're all dog mad in our house. Yep. Mm. But I think you know we've we have started to really become part of the RSB community. Yes, because we know that's our next step. Yeah, and they've done some amazing events that involve the guide dogs, and we've met the dogs, we've met the trainers, and we've seen what's involved. Yep. you know, a tiny little bit of what's involved, and that's been great to yep. to to learn because so much to learn about having mm. a guide dog and then, yeah. and I think what people don't know is the amount of work and training that goes into getting those guide dogs up to speed. Huge. You know, I yep. mean, even – so, for instance, they are taught when when they're crossing the road, which I find amazing, they're taught not to start to go straight away. Yes. They have to wait until they can see that there are no cars coming. So, yep. you know, the, the level of training to get a dog to know how to do that is incredible. And it is. And trainers are – just fantastic in yeah. what they do. So yeah, no, they really are. And and you mentioned the community, Kristen, and I know that the the, the RSB or see differently as we now are called uh, have a really strong community. How how helpful has that been for you? Amazing, mm. amazing. Because we have, you know, I've I've contacted the trainers directly with some questions, yep. um, and even to find out things like there are there's a whole volunteer um, community yes. there. So for instance, if we were to go away and decide not to take the dog with us, there is a volunteer who will mind the dog and keep the dog training and keep, you know, keep the dog in good condition. Um, so that's a huge support. And yeah. to know that, you know, once the dog comes home, if there's a problem or something's not quite right, the trainers come to the house and they mm. help us through. It's not just, here's a dog, go for it. it there's a huge support um, from from the trainers and, and, the, and the volunteers as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm really interested to learn how what your experience is of the misconceptions about vision loss? Um, yeah, look, that, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I, I sort of misperception is one thing. I kind of think of it more as an unknown. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the mis, misperception. I've been lucky enough that you know, I guess the the traditional way you might think of a misperception is you know what what can and can't I do and yes. and, and the like. That, that so there's a lot of lot of negative connotation with that and. And I'm sure there is. I guess my experience is slightly different from right. that. It, yep. It's with the support I've got around me, and I mean that that's been growing over time. And because I've been coming, it was very sort of the transition. Transition has been quite sort of gradual. Yep. The support's there, so th- it's more of an unknown. And people want to help. Yes, that they do, and and that that's fantastic for friends, for family, and work as well. 
but it's it's more of that they want they want to know what to do. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of like that. That's the big thing. Yeah, it's it's more of the unknown and helping people through that because they want to know what help they want. They want to know what that tick item is. What's the right thing? What can I do? Yeah, but. That's hard also to answer when I don't know. Yes, and that's probably there's that, it, there's that, uh, the, the, the that transition again transition point. Yeah, um, where I'm trying to explain what I need, but I don't actually know what that is. Sure, and yeah. I think that's that's probably the big thing. So maybe not a misperception. Yep, per se, it, it, a misunderstanding or a I think it, lack it, of awareness. It's, uh, well, yeah, but lack lack of awareness is almost too harsh. It's it's, it's literally the unknown. Yeah, um, and, okay. and that's probably the big thing. From my point of view, and, and I guess it's a gradual process, and and you know, I at the time I just talked to everyone about it, and, mm. and and when they want to help and say, okay, well, I'm just still coming to terms with this as well, yeah, and it's that honesty that that sort of then becomes the communication, becomes the conversation. Absolutely, I think, I think also because um, it's not a disability you can see. Yes. And people are uncomfortable with disability, so mm. you know if you see. Um, a blind person who might be having trouble. You don't know whether do I offer my arm? Do I mm-hmm. do I take them by the arm? People don't know what to do. Yes. And really, the the most appropriate thing is to say, "Can I help you? How do you need me to help you?" Um, but I think people are uncomfortable doing that. Mm. And because blindness is really an old person's disease, generally <laughs> speaking, I think that that is hard for people to come to terms with when yep. they see a young person with a white cane or a guide dog. Yep. It's it's quite an uncomfortable thing for people to to deal with. Yes, but yeah, yeah. As Mick said, people get out of your way. They make space for you to to come through with a dog or a yeah. cane, which is great. But I think there is a there's still a stigma. Yeah, you know, with, absolutely with blindness. Mm. Yeah, for sure, yeah. guys. If you could sum up um, how you feel that see differently has helped you and you know if you were to wrap it up in a a sentence or two as to what you feel has been the benefit for you what would that be uh look from my point of view or from our point of view i think it's the care and support yeah i think that that's that's the real thing and being there when we needed them yep i think that's that's the the guts of it um and i think that's the the value in the relationships you form in that process yeah then you know the genuine and the absolute care that you get from all the staff. Yep. Um, and is, is that's probably, yeah, care and support. Wonderful. Kristen, if you had a message for our listeners out there that, that might be considering uh, talking to See Differently, what would that be? I would say absolutely go and speak to them if you need help. Yep. Um, you know, they, they have so much information, so much advice that they can offer. And, you know, I'd also suggest to people if they haven't got a charity that they want to support, please mm. support See Differently because uh, the, the work they do and the amount of money it takes to to train mm. the programs um, and their dogs is, is enormous. Yeah, it really is. We've got a campaign about to start in the next month or so um, for See Differently and it's a fundraising campaign for the Christmas period and it's uh, based around the theme of angels aren't just found on Christmas trees. Um, and, and we find that when we talk to people who who do have the benefit of an assistance dog, they really are their guardian angel. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you two today. Um, you're an extremely positive couple and, and you, you're <laughs> very, very comfortable around the microphone as well. <laughs> Um, so hey thanks for listening Uh, my name is Richard Miller and we're seeing differently with the Royal Society for the Blind to learn more go to seedifferently.org.au thanks for listening